Welcome to Vaginance. We're very happy to be here. Should we also just record like a pre like, hey, yes, yes, you're a family member genetically related to me. Please do not listen to this podcast episode. This specific. I would say that about the entirety of the entire podcast. (laughs) (laughs) If you know my middle name, turn this the fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) That is such a trick question. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Don't fucking listen. If you don't want to hear about my oral pleasure, Mom. don't listen to this. Practice safe sex and safe listening. Absolutely. Please just, exit now. Um, so yeah, I just for funsies made these. They're not perfect by any means. They're postcards. I ordered 50 of them and they just have our label in it, or, or, our logo and it just says you fucking did it. So that if a listener writes in and tell us some financial shit they did and it can be anything it doesn't have to be like paid off your credit card I like you just opened your you know bank account for the first time in six months we'll send you a little postcard oh my god i love that i we'll thought you were gonna sign it yeah we'll, we'll or sign at least it we're we'll famous sign it. <laughs> one <laughs> to four of us will sign it one if we are in it. the same geographical location we will all sign it yeah <laughs> i'm just gonna draw a dick on it that yeah, is Taylor's signature. Taylor. That is how she signs checks. Um, so yeah, if <laughs> it you... is my official signature legally, <laughs> I can pay for this with a dick drawing, right? <laughs> um, so if any of our listeners have anything they ever want to be applauded for in their financial world, anything at all, I'm telling you, it cannot be too small. Yeah, like the shit that I am proud of doing is humiliating. Um, but it shouldn't be because anything you do that involves putting more attention to your finances. So that you can set yourself up for the future is a wonderful thing and you deserve a postcard. So I love we'll that. See. And I also love that you're hopeful that we'll have 50 listeners. Who wants a postcard? <laughs> yeah. Email us on our Instagram, Vaginance Podcast, and I, other things. I honestly thought you were going to say we should eat like love mail those out to random people. We can also mail them you out. You like fucking did. Boy. You fucking yes, did. Yes, maybe we will do that with 10 of them and see how that goes. Mail out to 10 random people. Yes. Okay, so welcome to today's podcast. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. We just it. spent an hour and a half taking photos to... Julie's reluct, very reluctant husband. <laughs> Something we're all very naturally good at uh, is modeling. A, at least <laughs> one good photo of me I, in there. Yeah. So. Well, there's mul- I can confirm there's multiple good ones of you. I found two of Becca that I really liked. I'll take two. And I found a ton of you that I really liked. I hated all of mine, and I'm going to burn them. <laughs> None yeah. of you will ever see what. Trust I me, like. it'll be fine. This is going to sound a little too sexual, but there is definitely a picture of Becca in my bathroom that I want framed. <laughs> and I encourage it strongly. <laughs> I often take photos of Becca and Me? Photoshop them like with glitter. And so, remember, I've done that where mm-hmm. I like find really, really good photos of Becca and I'll like Photoshop glitter backgrounds and then print them out and give them to her. There's one. <laughs> she took a great one of me on your couch, either here at your last apartment. It was the last apartment. And then she Photoshopped a rainbow over my head. Yeah. And Aww. it looked wonderful. It was like it's with framed all your art somewhere. like all over. Yeah. I should bring, give that to you. To- <laughs> <laughs> I could have a little Becca collage in my house. I would love that. It's, it's called a shrine. shrine. <laughs> so we were thinking, were we thinking, am I thinking this? Someone in this room was thinking that maybe we could each 
over time share a book uh, that has been really helpful to us, either financially or sexually or anatomically, uh, or even like time management, anything that's kind of relevant uh, with the body or with the finances. Um, I think that'd be cool. I know Maggie's got a million books that she's read. Julie's got a million books that she's read. Taylor's got a million books. I've only read comic books. No, you talk about that one book all the time. She's got a new comic book. Don't say the book because you're going to have to present on it. You talk about that one book all the time, though. Um, Why yes, people? I do. Yes. 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 The... Your money or your life. <laughs> <laughs> so our the book books today. that I'm forced to read on this podcast. <laughs> um, so I brought a book today uh, to, to, to discuss because I'm not sure how we decided this, but I think it was Maggie's idea to talk about sex books, right? Well, I didn't say sex books. I just said that we talked about this podcast being about taboos and we've been very strongly focusing on finances and yeah. periods, but we hadn't really brought up the topic of sex a lot. Yeah, that's right. Yes. So um, I am presenting to everyone today a book that's amazing um, and has done very good things for me in my life sexually. It's called She Comes First. It's by Dr. Ian Kerner. Uh, he's a sex therapist. Um so she comes versed tagline, the thinking man's guide to pleasuring a woman. So kind of off the bat, it is a heteronormative book. They do acknowledge the fact that the book is for anyone who wants to pleasure a woman. And the but the book is working under the assumption that someone with similar genitalia to the genitalia that they're trying to pleasure has a better idea of what they're doing. Um, and that most men do not know the anatomy of a woman, um, namely what her clitoris actually is. Um, so a huge chunk of this book is talking about the clitoris. There's a there is a two <laughs> there's two pages where they just talk about like the 10 hot zones of the clitoris that you can oh, stimulate. There's 10? There's 18 like different points of the clitoris, but there's 10 like hot zones. Did you um, know this, Maggie? I've seen an episode of Friends where <laughs> they talk about some hot zones. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Oh. And then seven. 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 Yes. Yes. Seven. Yeah. Two. One. Eight. Yeah. Eight. Eight. Um, and that's all I can think about right now. So. Yes. Okay. Well, it's Great. not just similar to that. Um, but just like the whole book is very obviously very uh, sexual, but it's all also arousing in a very um, academic way um, because it's, yeah, anyway, so there's this two pages of where it just talks about 10 hot zones. Literally just reading the bullet-pointed hot zones is a very arousing thing. You're like, oh, yeah, that is a good spot. Should, oh, should that's One a of good us spot. perhaps read them out loud right now. <laughs> yeah, everyone, <laughs> buckle up. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, I really, really, really recommend this book. It's mostly about cunnilingus um, more so than anything. Uh, but how do you get your boyfriend to read it, Becca? This is what the, re this is what the listeners want to know. Yeah, well... Um, so in the past, <laughs> hypothetically, <laughs> yeah, no, but that's a really that's a great Is that question. Much of a you you could try <laughs> you could try asking him. Is there an illustrated graphic novel version? <laughs> Ooh, that's rip good. out chapters of this book and intersperse <laughs> <laughs> them. Put it in a Stephen King book. Um, yeah well you know it's a very it's super super readable <laughs> just like tore apart the next day <laughs> it's a great idea it, so that's one option sorry we're nervous <laughs> no, <laughs> no it's 
Um, yeah. Well, it's, I think that's a super reasonable question. Um, because you don't, it, I think it's a, it's hard to feel, it's hard not to offend a partner, especially if it's something that they might be sensitive about is pleasuring their partner. Um, so yeah, so she comes, okay. So this was recommended to me many years ago, I think by my friend Hannah. Um, and it was just, it just really changed things for me because penetrative sex, I don't find, um, gives me a consistent orgasm, um, in the way that external stimulation does. Um, and oral sex is my favorite thing, maybe in the whole world. I don't know. Hard to say, but probably. Um, <laughs> and I think that's a hard yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this book is so helpful. I've read it, um, at least once, but I usually skim through it pretty regularly because it is like a great reminder of all the different bits of your body and how they respond to different things. And it's, very readable. The chapters are like three pages long. Um, like there's like anal play and that's like three pages and that's a whole chapter. Um, and they like just, I don't know, it's great. And, and it talks about foreplay is actually core play. Um, and how based off of Freud's research, I don't know if y'all ever read about this bullshit, how Freud like said that it's, um, infantile for women to seek orgasms from their clitoris and they should really be working towards penetrative orgasms. Right. Cause that doesn't benefit men at all. Right. So like, so yeah, it's just like, you're not quite evolved unless you're getting penetrative orgasms, which is the most bullshit thing, but it's like seriously shaped how, uh, sexual philosophy has developed, um, and sexual psychiatry, et cetera. Um, that, and then porn, um, a lot of people watch porn and take their cues for penetrative sex and oral sex from porn, which is a lot of flicking of the tongue, which is not highly recommended. A little hot tip. There's more to it. Everybody. Um, anyways, in this, hot tip. <laughs> <little hot tip. laughs> in this book walks you through it. If you have ever wanted to pleasure a woman, if you've ever had a vagina and wanted to be pleasured, please read this book or have it on hand. Um, How much does it cost? If we're talking finances, um, sixteen ninety nine. It's the, the monetary value is insignificant <laughs> it's to the pleasuring. Out- yeah, I know, right? I mean, it costs nothing to pleasure your woman. Oh my god! And it's just night and day. It's just night and day. It's really, it's really helpful stuff. So, have you had guys that you've dated read this book? I have every yes, every guy. Every guy you yes. dated. <laughs> it's a requirement. Can I interrupt before we get to that? Because I don't want to lose this thought. I had a thought about if your partner doesn't initially agree to reading the book. I thought of something which is one possible, but maybe also not work, is um, maybe perhaps buying, I don't know, a book that clearly says like how to give a great blowjob or you know <laughs> something like that. That's and then be like, hey, I'm going to read this book do you want to read this book? And then more of a trade instead of being like, will you do this? Be like, Hey, let's both, let's both become more educated. That's exactly what I've done. Uh, like every time, cause I, there's a book that's called passionista and it's about providing oral sex on a man, but yeah, passionista. So I always have that on my Kindle. So yeah, I will, I'll reread it every time I have a partner that I request to read this book. I will reread passionista. Um, so yeah, that's that's absolutely a great way to do it because it's all about learning and learning about that person's body and yeah, and also that way it doesn't feel like you're being I don't know. You need to read this. It's more of like a hey, let's both do some self improvement. Totally, sort of thing. Totally, yeah, a hundred percent. Um, I'm already perfect. That's true. 
true. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's always nice to be inspired again. Um, so very much interrupted. You were talking about how you every every guy that you're with you request to read I mean this. basically every like serious guy I'm with I request to read this book and most have been like very willing um and have in the end result given good feedback like thank you for introducing me to this book yeah whether they read the whole thing or not they uh said they enjoyed it and then there were results um yeah and it's especially good if you uh are not having great penetrative sex with a partner um it like makes this a much more comfortable thing that they can do because there's a lot required, especially like, like men, there's a lot of pressure on them to perform. Um, and there's some things that they're not in total control over. Um, and I think like this book even states like the average man can maintain like rhythmic thrusting for two and a half minutes. Um, and like there's, so I think a lot of men feel less than because they don't recognize that's a very, very common average statistic. Uh, but anyways, you don't have to penetrate at all if you read this book, guys. I cannot, cannot recommend it enough. It's just <laughs> so good. Uh, one it's of the got hottest, a papaya on the cover. A papaya, which actually makes me uncomfortable. I don't like papayas. Um, <laughs> the seeds weird me out. Uh, one of the hottest moments of, uh, uh, yeah, a very hot moment in my life. Uh, I was on an airplane with a guy. We were traveling together. Um, and I looked over. This was before we slept together. Uh, I looked over and he was reading something on his Kindle. I was like, oh, what are you reading? And he was like, oh, I'm reading this book about pleasuring a woman. And I was like, is it she comes first? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, have you heard of it? And I was like, yeah, I've heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> just just getting wet in your air. Yeah. And then obviously slept with him that night. Um, yeah, there, there you go, guys. <laughs> just tell people you're reading the book. It, just carry it, it with you everywhere you go. <laughs> you know, on the subway. At the time, I was thinking like, oh, my God, this guy's so amazing that he happens to be reading this book. And now I'm like, obviously, he was intentionally reading this book next to me so that I would ask what he was reading. And he would have the opportunity to tell me he was reading a book about cunnilingus so that we'd fuck later. Yeah, and it, it was worked. brilliant. And it, brilliant. please do that. <laughs> <laughs> but you should also actually be reading it. Actually, well, yeah, and he, I, tr I believe very strongly that he had. Um, <laughs> okay, questions. Number one, most surprising thing you read in that book. Um, par okay. So one, I don't know if it's the number one, but you know how. Mm -hmm. <laughs> do, we, do we know, I do know. How? oh i know so without reading a book there are certain things that when um i'm sleeping with someone or we're just you know the sex sexy stuff is happening i'm like oh oh that feels good do that what you're doing um and one of Oh, this is so personal. I am so sorry, everybody. But one of the things I've really all enjoyed and I thought was just kind of a thing I liked was like when someone um, like presses down on my mom's pubis, um, which is like where your pubic hair is um, and just like presses on it. Uh, but that's actually like one of the hot zones for your clitoris because so many nerves run under that. Um, like basically like, yeah, like think like clitoral nerves on the mons pubis and then like think 
in the vagina um, where the G spot, quote unquote, is, uh, which is not a spot. It's a region. <laughs> so don't get fixated on the spot, everybody. Um, but yeah, so I, I always knew I liked like pressure on the mons pubis, but that's because th- that there's a very that's real a, reason for yeah, that. Yeah, it's a true anatomical reason. Yes. So it's cool to, and like, you know, at the very top of your labia minora where it's like hyper, hypersensitive, I, I was always like, oh, that's a really hypersensitive area. Well, because there's so many nerve endings and it's a part of your clitoris. Um, so like all of these things that to me, I guess at times I felt like my weird body, what do I've got such an interest, you know, like you think something's wrong, you think something's weird, but no, it's just your body and we're never taught about it. <laughs> yes. Great book, everyone. Everybody for everyone. It really is. It's so educational and helpful. I'm excited to see who brings a book next time and what book it'll be. <laughs> I'm gonna listen to that master class on um, sex communication. Oh, I'm so excited. What else? What so else, y'all? Other, got? other topics for the afternoon were um, humorous and or embarrassing, but let's go with could potentially be funny because I prefer that. Uh, sex stories. Anyone got Sounds one to offer like you up? Have one. I don't, but I. <laughs> you <laughs> said you did. Nothing has ever happened to Maggie. I've never once ever done anything <laughs> slightly embarrassing. <laughs> that is the biggest lie Maggie has um, ever told. I've done a lot podcast. of embarrassing things. In, in and then I, I, I have to like really think about again the listeners of this podcast. Exit now. <laughs> Um, <laughs> maybe we go around Abort. more than once and I'll start with a tamer one in, in, well, you have multiple. Oh, I've been embarrassed a lot in my life. <laughs> All right, let's do it here. Um, when I was in college, my college roommate and I bunked our beds and, um, we put the TV, which was at the time, it was like huge box TVs, not like a flat screen TV on the top bunk and then would have chairs on the other side of the room and we'd sit and watch TV like up high. And I was messing around on the bottom bunk bed one time, sort of forgetting that there was a giant TV on the top bunk and shattered the fuck out of that TV. Oh no. It like fell off the bed. It broke. Um, oh, this is in the college no. dorms. Like people came running. There's <gasps> like no clothes on. There's glass everywhere. Um, that was fairly embarrassing in that it was very hard to like throw clothes on really quickly and be like, oh no, it just, you, you, is, uh, it just fell off the bed. I don't, okay. Like you're flustered. <laughs> it's people hard to like explain. banging on the door being like, what's going on in yeah. there? People were like banging on the door. Wow. <laughs> it was a whole situation. You should have been like, shut up. We're fucking. Yeah. so you were messing around with a partner this was not exceptionally vigorous solo play correct there was there was another person involved (laughs) that's pretty good (laughs) and uh ruin ruin the fuck out of a tv wow sex crimes worth it Um, yes, I have one. Uh, it, <laughs> so I, yeah, I hesitate to use the word embarrassing cause I think, um, you know, we don't have to tie shame to our sex stories. Uh, <laughs> so this one, um, well, backstory, I'm a late bloomer when it comes to sex, very much a late bloomer. Um, most of that can be credited towards, um, 
in large part to my religious upbringing, but also large part to just like a really negative self-image for a very long time. Um, I just assumed no one wanted to have sex with me. And therefore, it was like not a part of my life for a long time. Um, so that's why it seems like I might be overcompensating now, uh, because I like really dove into it (laughs) once I got into the whole scene of sex. I love it. I'm really passionate about it. I love learning about it. I love talking about it. Scene. (laughs) Yeah. Sex scene. You very much into the sex scene. Um, no sounds allowed. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways. Uh, so yeah, I'm just very, very comfortable with it and I love it a lot. Um, anyways. So when I was uh, uh, just this, okay, I hooked up with a friend and this was before I'd have any sort of penetrative sex. And I was probably 24 when this happened. Um, And I hadn't even touched a penis at this point. Um, And I was staying at his place and one thing kind of led to another and we were in bed together and he went down on me which is great. Uh, take the great cue from she comes first, though I doubt he had read this at that point. Um, and that was also new to me. It was the first time that it happened. And I was like, oh, this feels interesting. Do I like it? I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm into this. Because um, I, yeah. So then that's over. Um, and we're kind of laying in bed and I am just laying there. And he's like, well, is that it for me? And it wasn't in a rude way. He was just trying to understand what was happening. Um, and I said, oh, I've I've never done anything with a penis before. Um, and he was like, okay, well, do you want to try? And I was like, uh, yeah, sure, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was, like, terrified of it at the age of 24. And, like, of course, I'm sure he was shocked at that being with a 24-year-old. Um, so I, like, kind of, like, you know, it, uh, my hand went down there and it was dark and... I attempted to give him a hand job, but I was like, I was like not interested in getting close to the penis. I was like as far away from it as possible. (laughs) (laughs) And he at one point was like, you know, you can get closer to it because it was like clearly wearing on me. It was a lot of arm work. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so he could tell I was getting fatigued and was like, you can get closer. And I was like, I'm fine. (laughs) And like, I didn't even look at it. I still don't know what his dick looks like. Because I was, I know, big missed opportunity. It haunts me. Um, And, but, you know, that was a mild success. I did, you know, he ejaculated, but it was not a dignified, it was not a dignified situation by any means. Um, I truly imagine that a lot of people's first experience with a penis is similar. (laughs) Even men's. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe so. Definitely. yeah. And I mean, like, we're still we're still good friends. We didn't hook up after that. And that is something that bothers me. I'm like, oh, I wish we could hook up now where he knows I'm not that well, awful maybe he'll at it. this podcast and give you a call. Yeah. He is now in a, re- a situation relationally where it'd be very inappropriate for us. Uh, <laughs> never, never mind. Add him to the non-listener group. Yeah. I don't th- listen. You know who you are. The we fact all know that who you, you are. went into that situation stating, I've never done anything with a penis before, I think lets you off the hook. Thank you. I don't think he will have held that 
belief of you for the rest of your life after that Yeah, point. I think most reasonable people would assume, like, you've had quite a bit of experience since then. I mean, yeah. you're kind of a slut. <laughs> True. But <laughs> it's not It's not that um, I want to, like, prove myself, which I do. It is my ego talking. But it's also, like, as an act of apology. Like, please let me do something for you because that was awful <laughs> and you had to go through it. <laughs> so, yeah. But I, I won't. That would be inappropriate. <laughs> That's a great story. I think that's super relatable. Is it? I, I think I that the think, age yeah, thing really is really the variable in that story. Mm-hmm. But I think most people's first encounter with genitals of the other sex is terrifying and awkward and weird. And I would say not even genitals of the other sex, just someone <laughs> else's genitals. Oh, yes, yeah, totally. Yeah. Genitals of another person. Yeah. Yeah. It's a scary time. And you're adult. Good luck, young listeners. <laughs> yeah, may, may I suggest start younger than I did. <laughs> really get that awkwardness out before when, you're expected to know what you're doing. When everyone is awkward. <laughs> I mean, I think that even as a nearly 32-year-old person, I still have awkward moments where it's just like, how's oh, it really working right? And how do we, uh, is, everyone feels weird right now. Oh, Let's totally. just Yeah. Like. It just happens. It's just sex forever. It's going to yeah. have awkward moments in it. A hundred. Yes, absolutely. Oh, God. Not no. like the movies, kids. It's not like the movies. Unless it's some of those comedy movies where sex is awkward. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, then it's like really awkward. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of. Uh, weird like the curtains catch on fire and the yeah. loop goes everywhere like a fire hose it's kind of ridiculous oh shit <laughs> Julie's getting uh, towed up <laughs> towed up on a money so the craziest most awkward sex scene I have ever seen in a movie which I haven't seen the whole movie and maybe this should be a thing mm. is the tall guy Sex scene with Emma Thompson and Jeff Goldblum, and it is the weirdest, strangest sex scene ever. It's really hard to find. You will have to go to a porn site in order to find this scene. Find it. Watch it. I will. I'm looking at it. There is a lot of like rolling around all over this room. There's comforters being thrown out the window of this apartment. As they're rolling, they're like squishing cartons of milk and food is going <laughs> flying. It is the strangest, oh, wait, that weirdest thing ever. Familiar. I think I've seen. I've maybe made you. I think it. you have watched me. <laughs> yes, you have made me watch this scene. You absolutely have made because me watch this so scene. it is so bizarre. Yes, it's very bizarre. Yep. Um, thank you to the Austin Grown Theater Alamo Draft House because they hosted a Jeff Goldblum evening that like went through this whole you know magnum opus of jeff mm-hmm. goldblum and i had no idea how much stuff he was in it is what crazy american treasure but that is the most memorable thing from the whole night that's amazing. this sex scene I, yeah i just looked it up and it's not streaming on anything so i'll have to find you it will have to go to a porn site darker spaces yes did you see what happened on pornhub today I have no idea what happens in the world any day. They dropped. So there's about 12 million videos on Pornhub Mm -hmm. and they dropped 9 million of them. They're gone um, because they dropped all that were uploaded anonymously because of the amount of um, like sexual abuse to children that had been reported. Um, So only verified members 
can upload and receive monetary gain from Pornhub videos. That is amazing. So we only have three million videos of people fucking to get through. Yeah. And you can feel a little bit better about their not being children. That is really great Um, for them because that's a bold move. Really, Mm -hmm. They could have just ignored it. Yeah. And I want to read more about it because I did read some bits about how um, some sex workers who receive monetary gain had all of their videos stripped from the site. And so that's like their main source of income and it's gone now. Um, but can they just like reapply or like I think submit they, it through like an yeah, approval process? I assume it can be re-uploaded from a verified account. Um, Why don't they just like have an approval process where people like uh, watch it? Like someone actually watches it to make sure like. I guess it's like YouTube. There's just so many fucking videos. Like there's just no way. Have you read any of the articles about like the Facebook censors? Because we outsource, it is it is crazy actually, the mental trauma that we have outsourced from our country, where we have basically like the call centers in India, but these are people where when a video gets flagged and it has to go through a person watching it, mm-hmm. it is like a call center full of people just watching this traumatizing stuff all day long. Oh my God. That sounds terrible. It is awful. Like that's got to fuck you up. Absolutely. And the... And the the whole article that I had read a few years ago about it was basically like this PTSD symptoms that these people experience, how long people last or don't last in a job like that. And yeah, pretty, pretty awful. That's gotta be terrible. That's horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, one of the articles I was reading about this actually on that note said that like a third-party reviewer, um, I don't remember what it's called, like independent review something, <laughs> um, like scanned through Pornhub and found like 118 counts of child abuse on it. Um, but Facebook has had 84 million reports of child abuse on the Facebook platform. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and that's only one. And this just happened today. So I think there's probably going to be a lot more information coming out about it. Um, does anyone else have a story that they want to share? I feel like I don't really – I feel like I've maybe blacked out any embarrassing things that have happened. Um, Doesn't – I'm going to reiterate what Becca said and that it, embarrassing isn't necessarily the right word to use here. Right. Um, like funny. Potentially like humorous or just like something that you might have not felt comfortable talking about before but want to feel comfortable talking about now um, trying to release that taboo. Right. Well, that's the whole theme, right? Yeah. I don't know if I've really had that many, like, honestly, that I remember, because I've had, like, a lot of random. So many. Events. So many. <laughs> events. <laughs> around the park, I've been, y'all. listen, I lived in some great cities in my 20s for that. Uh, we no, did I, hear that you were friends with all the guys on the block, so you didn't I feel... did make friends with all the guys on the block, and some of them I did have sex with, I'm not going to lie. Just like one, really, one or two. But um, I guess I just had more like interesting situations. Like I've hooked up with someone in like an abandoned office building, which was really cool, like downtown, and it was like it was in New York, so there was like all these like, you know, buildings around and like lights. Very cool, actually. Yeah, it was <laughs> like, a lot of fun. I don't want to be like, Ooh, so cool. It sounds pretty cool. (laughs) It was kind of cool. And I think we're still like Facebook friends, but I'm Facebook friends with a lot of random people I've hooked up with. I hooked up with one guy in Germany in a uh, like a public shower, which was kind of gross, but like he was really 
sexy. Um, you got it. You it just happens when you're in a hostel. It just you happens. can't do it. Yeah, in we were in a hostel. Yeah, and I was like, well, this is the only place to have sex, so it was the shower. Hostels are tricky in yeah. that way. Yeah, yeah. He did contact me after that and was like, oh, by the way, I have gonorrhea. Um, but luckily I did How'd that not work out for you because I got an STD test as soon as I got back because like me and um, one of my friends I went on to that say, trip together. And very just big of him to call you. Yeah, that it was. Great. It was really nice of him to tell me. Yeah. Um, I mean, the situation sucks. Let's yeah. be clear. <laughs> but I think he could used... have just easily not have called you. It's yeah, true. Yeah. And I think on. we used a condom. Maybe I don't remember. But I did get tested as soon as I got home because I honestly had a lot of sex on that trip. And um, I was free. That's amazing. So, Sounds like a good trip. Yeah, it was great. Uh, it was me and our friend who all of you know. <laughs> um, where else One, did you go? Germany and? Uh, we went to Italy, which was really cool. And we went to uh, – we didn't go to Belgium on that trip. We didn't, It was like Italy, Germany – and somewhere else. We should have a conversation about like foreign hookups. We should. <laughs> we should. <laughs> Becca's had the best foreign hookups. Not the best. Yeah, you about have. That. Definitely. But one thing I did want to tell you all about, which I like, don't know if it's weird or not, but I feel like an abnormal amount of guys have like gotten hotel rooms. For, what do you mean? Like guys that I've hooked up with have like been like, let's go to a hotel. Like here in Austin? Mm. No. Wait, what do you mean? Actually, one guy was here in Austin. So, like, he, he was didn't like, want to take you back to their place. He didn't want to take me back to his place. Because either they live with their parents or they're super gross. Or they have a secret girlfriend. Oh, or they have or family. His or excuse was that he had a cousin that he lives with and he doesn't want his cousin, like, in his business because their family is really close. See, my instinct and he felt is that like, they live with their mom and dad and they just are But I th- did later go to his place and he doesn't live with his mom and dad. But actually, that it, that sex was really weird. It was like... I don't know. Most of my stories are like the guy should be embarrassed, you know? <laughs> like, oh, same. Fine, yeah. I didn't do anything, but like I don't they think, were like a mess. Also, don't think that's an abnormal viewpoint at all. That's probably actually very common too. Yeah. I would love to talk about the worst oral sex I've ever had. Oh, my oh, God. You, we should definitely talk about that <laughs> for sure. I've told this story to Taylor probably like 17 times in this Yeah. Time. But why was that guy's sex weird? <laughs> I don't – I mean – it was just like it was like a very eager like mm, if yeah. you were like having sex with someone that had never had sex before and they were just like Ugh, you know it was like two seconds. But like, what if he really hadn't had sex before? And it's kind of sad, right? He had because he was the same one that took me to the hotel like oh. a week later. Oh, I see. Anyway, or a week earlier, but yeah, the hotel like m- like three different guys that I can think of at least have been like, let's go to a hotel, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm not paying for it, and they're like, that's fine. That's fine. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I feel like you're – my first instinct there isn't to really – what's the word I'm looking for? Nefarious? Mm. My first instinct isn't that something bad is going on there. It's just that they're embarrassed about where they live. But I can see now that you've mentioned it right. that maybe that's a very naive thing to think. Uh, no, I don't think it is. I, I'm sure like I, – I think one of them did live with their parents. Like they all li- – like his whole family lived together. But – Because like I've I've had roommate situations where it's like, well – our walls aren't very soundproof and do you live alone? Cause that'd be better. Right. I mean, honestly though, at, at first it's kind of like, eh, this is weird. Cause you're like paying for me to be in a hotel with you. But looking back on it, I'm like, this is actually kind of nice. 
I don't have to go to your gross place. You don't have to come to my place. Yeah. I'm in a safe environment where I could scream and like a hundred people will hear me. As a business traveler, (laughs) (laughs) how much sex have you listened to, Maggie? I've invited people to hotel rooms before is all I'm saying. Oh, invited people. I was, yeah, I was that's thinking, what I assumed you meant. <laughs> I'm like, you probably had more hotel sex than all of us combined. I was thinking about the number of times I've heard people having sex in hotels. I've also heard a lot of people having sex in hotels for sure. It's the sure. best place to have sex, honestly. No cleanup. Mm-hmm. And you can you can really feel free to be loud because like you don't who cares shit. if a stranger hears you? Yeah, it's not your neighbors. Not Clearly your neighbors. nobody. That's why I've heard so many people have sex in hotel rooms. No, it's a beautiful thing. But yeah, I don't. Think anyway, I, I think I I almost am like I would almost rather be invited to a hotel room than see some people's places. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah I agree. <laughs> um, I mean, I've definitely walked in on my parents having sex before. That's not a good time. Yeah, everyone's had that though. I agree. Thankfully, have not. I've I've never seen it. You've heard it though. I've heard it. Yeah. Sorry again. If you know my middle if name, they are still here. Turn this fucking podcast <laughs> off. Oh yeah. Hopefully they stopped listening ages ago. <laughs> this podcast is for strangers Sorry, only. You know I love you. <laughs> and we all have sex. It's a very normal, natural thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and we all have. Picturing it. We all have bad sex sometimes, and that's okay. I remember the first time, uh, this was a long time ago, but I had a roommate and he had a long-term girlfriend and the very first time that I met his girlfriend was walking in on them having sex. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) What an introduction. Yeah. It was, What position? Uh, Missionary, he was on top and he was butt naked and it was the first time I seen his hairy ass butt and (laughs) he had socks on. Oh. Never get that. No. I, I think all of you know who I'm talking about. So I love it. Take your damn socks off, well, y'all. He apparently does now because I gave him so much shit. Like afterwards, he was like, "I'm sorry about that," and I was like, "Socks, man! <laughs> socks! What are you doing? Your feet can't be that cold." Yeah. And so I think he fixed it after that, but I don't know for sure. Yeah, I think you've told me this story before about him. Yeah, actually, that's, that's a, that's he, a good thing. he had another mutual friend of ours as a roommate <laughs> who also walked in on him having sex. Oh, oh my God. Do Why do you leave the door on? I think okay, he this, the well, ma- to be this could to be his king. This could be his king. Knowing him, he wants you to walk in on him. To be fair, with, with our mutual friend situation, he was in the living room, so less of her fault. In my situation, I told him I was coming home and he was supposed to help me with something and I got home and I knocked on his door and he didn't say don't come in. He said, what's up? <laughs> and so I was like, what an asshole. I was like, he knows, he knows I'm coming home. He's supposed to help me with something. And hey, are you there? What's up? I opened the door. And, Obviously. Oh my yeah, God. That's... He is absolutely doing it on purpose. So it wasn't even the type of thing where you open the door, you see the ass, you see the socks and you like exit. No, he knew it. you were there. Oh yeah, he knew. I, well, he, knew I was, he knew I was outside of the door. I don't think he, in his head, knew that I was gonna walk in. But what yeah, fucking dumb. Was he just gonna carry on a conversation with you while he's having sex What's through up? the door? That is, What's yeah, up? That wouldn't What's surprise up? me. Honestly. Yeah, I'll be honest. Yeah, that doesn't surprise <laughs> me. <laughs> oh my god, 
she's a saint for putting up with him, really. But she, uh, well, that wasn't her. That was a different. Oh, part. that. Uh, so this was like a while. This ago. This was a long, long, long time ago. Um, but she was, she was a very wonderful human too, and he's a very lucky guy in that he often meets really wonderful women, right? Like how? Why do why do women put up with just you know what? I crap? I love him too. So yeah, but would you? No, ew. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But I, I I love him from a safe non sexual <laughs> distance. distance. <laughs> Becca's arm length from the penis, <laughs> <laughs> even further than that. <laughs> have Have any of you walked in on someone having sex besides your parents? <laughs> <laughs> besides just besides my parents? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. I can't think of a time i have yeah obviously we're not traumatized if we did <laughs> I, I feel like you would remember yeah right yeah no which is crazy considering the number of roommates i've had in my life yeah. and the amount of sex happening every minute of every day yeah the amount of doors i open <laughs> i had a <laughs> i just open up doors hoping and then nothing i had a roommate uh <laughs> Who had very, 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 very loud sex once. And <laughs> they were in the um, front bedroom of the house we were living in. And me and my other roommate were in the living room kind of talking outside the kitchen, which is kind of immediately outside the master bedroom. Um, and it was a very distinct sexual sound that is a, is a slapping sound. And it started happening and as we were talking. And we were just like kept making eye contact <laughs> and we kept talking and we're like, oh, okay, okay. So we're both going to pretend like this isn't happening, but it just kept getting louder and louder and faster. And then there was like moaning and I was like, oh, I have to go. This is, I cannot pretend to keep having this conversation. <laughs> I, I think I like younger me probably would have just been very awkward about that situation but i think older me would find it so funny like yes. I, would, I would just like hysterically laugh. yeah same see i like i would have just put some music on <laughs> 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 see even becca like, let me help y'all out with that <laughs> becca of that age found it very funny but my roommate was very uh he was very 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 uncomfortable um with <laughs> Anything just involving the discussion of sex, let alone the existence and presence, very active presence of it. It was my, it wasn't even the sounds that were bothering me. It was having to interact with this person while the sounds were happening <laughs> that killed yeah, me. Yeah, that would, that would make it a lot harder for sure. It was rough. Yeah. I couldn't even date guys with blonde hair for like the first 29 years of my life because they reminded me too much of my brother. <laughs> oh, like I would not date blonde guys. Hmm. And now look at you. I was like, "Hey, Joey." I know. <laughs> I need you to dye your hair <laughs> <laughs> and read this book, please. <laughs> Joey's like a blonde Captain Jack Sparrow slash David Bowie in my head that can just like get really drunk and talk about all of the pop culture in the world. And I can, I can see why you're dating Joey. Yeah, you just made him sound like a real sex icon. Yeah. Captain Jack yeah, Sparrow, think- David Bowie combo. Joey's a sexy man. Joey, if you're listening, I think you're a sexy man. Killing I'm pretty it. 
pretty not in the men. Not in the men. I mean, you did already have a dream about dating. I was going to say, have you shared your dream? I told Joey about that. And it wasn't a sex dream. We were just dating. And I told everyone we were dating. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, it's just something I wanted to brag about. I didn't actually want any involvement in it. But uh, I think you both ended up getting the benefit of the situation because you're a very wonderful person too, Taylor. I know. <laughs> and so hot. Um, yeah. And the rest of the podcast is just Maggie flirting with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Phil. And their partners. <laughs> <laughs> she knows this about me. It's fine. <laughs> Cannot be held accountable for our subconscious, okay? <laughs> It does what it wants. It wants what it wants. Um, so send in your stories that are funny, that involve sex, y'all. We want to hear them. Always, literally. Maybe we'll read them. Maybe we'll read them. But mostly, yeah, Maggie got, made a great point. It's just to like, yeah, we're trying to ease out of the idea of taboo, make everyone more comfortable with the things that maybe previously we wouldn't be comfortable talking about. Does anyone have any sex-related stories that also tie in finances? Oh. That would be ideal. I have spent a lot of money, a lot of money for booty calls. Really? Well, like well, cross Atlantic. Oh, that's right. Tell no. us your international. <laughs> oh, no, that's for another time. Okay. But I have spent just crazy money. Crazy money on flights, crazy money on hotel rooms, crazy money. And I don't regret. Yeah, it sounds like it's worth it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Every time. Um, so this is our last recording of 2020. Wait, right? Julie didn't ha- tell a story. I'm really sorry. <laughs> sorry? Oh, the You're Canadian sorry? Oh, that came was out. nice. <laughs> we never get to hear that. It's my favorite. <laughs> it's really tamped down. <laughs> um, I am really sorry. There you go. No, say it like you do say <laughs> it normally. Say, it. say what you mean to say. Nothing is coming to mind. I'm going to, this is my homework for the next few weeks. I'm going to think about all of my sexual history and what can be shared publicly. Okay, fair. Awesome. Reminder, I am an old married woman. I mean, I've got some Julie stories. Maybe just jump into it. <laughs> Uh, my you can memory. edit this out later. But yeah. The first one I can think of is you and Zach came to stay with me and Philippa one time. And I don't know. You guys went to go. You know what I'm talking about? All right. Then you. F- no, I right. don't remember everything, but it's coming back. Uh, did I leave something out? Yes, you left something out. <laughs> Uh, there was, I don't, I think it was a dildo. It was, it could have been something. No, else. no. This is some high tech stuff. This is something known as the erosolator. Which they looks left the erosolator out scary, for us scary. to buy. Looks terrifying. Without a license? <laughs> yeah. can't just be putting that thing around. So Maggie's dorm room really saw a lot that year. That's true. Broken TVs, <laughs> the erosolator. All sex related. Zach, Zach and I were, uh, I was at school in California at Berkeley and Zach was in Arizona <laughs> and we flew to Austin to see each other and also hang out with Maggie. And um, of course, there was a lot of pent up desire going on <laughs> and happened to leave 
a very advanced sex toy out called the Arasal. <laughs> That's impressive for that age. How old were you? Like 20? 18? 18? Wow. That is a deep open-mindedness that I just really appreciate in the two of y'all. Yeah. Grew up very young in Canada, you know. Um but yeah, I have no idea what poor Maggie would have thought when she came across that. Also, what it is so un- it is so unlike me to leave something out. Like I can't fathom how this situation happened. I I agree. I think I was more stunned about that fact than anything. Um, but I think I I just remember being like, oh, clearly this wasn't on purpose. And I think I like put some, like, shoved a, it back under. Yeah, the bed. I like put it under the bed or like put a blanket on top of it or something. And I was just like, just took care of it so it wasn't really a big deal it's just like that's the one thing i could think of of a story that you could tell and it's a good one because we were 18 that was pretty young to be that open-minded like becca said yeah it sounds like a time erosolator so this 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 that sounds like a sci-fi porno okay so this device was designed by a female sex therapist doctor i think and it, the whole basis behind it has to do with the fact that um, you can become overstimulated through like clitoral stimulation and then sort of reach a point where it no longer becomes effective. You've sort of hit that refractionary period. And so this was designed to sort of avoid that and give you like multi orgasmic um, times. Times. <laughs> So if the eros- eros- and I mean, they named it well. That. It's got a great name. So is it like erotic oscillator? Is that er- is that what it is? I think it must. Be. Or is it yes. air? Like A I R? Like is air erotic. Pulsing? erotic? Yes, erotic. Mm-hmm. I think we should have this podcast sponsored by the air oscillator. I mean, you know, maybe I need to bring that back. It's been many years. Do you still have it? I have. N- I. D- <laughs> I, <laughs> I believe it went into storage as one of the few prized possessions when we left the country in 2013. Uh, and so we recently cleaned the storage out, but I'm thinking using sex toys that have been in storage for seven or eight years is probably not advisable. Another fun sex thing you could talk about is how you gifted a sex chair to another podcast member here. <laughs> that is that is accurate. One of the other prized <laughs> possessions. So when Zach and I left the country in 2013, we got rid of almost everything we owned except for two motorcycles, a beautiful sex chaise lounge, <laughs> a giant projector screen, and apparently the Erosolator and a few. <laughs> and then those five items, two of those items were given to me. <laughs> Audience members, send us your guesses of which two <laughs> those were. I think pretty much everything else that went into storage was like my hockey equipment, my lacrosse equipment, and some other sporting gear. Yeah. But um, yeah, the what is, is that the tantric chair? What's it called? Yeah. But I don't think, yes, yes. Maggie, you know so much more about my sexual history than I remember. You choose to forget. (laughs) Maggie takes notes. (gasps) Oh, this is just a fun story because it makes me laugh every time I think about it. A few years ago, I went, uh, I was dating someone and we were um, 
long distance at the time. And I went to go visit him and he was living with his family then. And so I was staying with him and his family and his little sister was graduating high school. And so I had got this like leather bound journal to give to her as a gift. And I uh, was just meeting them the first for the first time at this visit. So I like put it in my purse to like, and I brought it to dinner because I didn't really know when I was going to give it to her and how like not to make it weird. I was just trying to be a good girlfriend. And we like went to dinner and we all got a little bit drunk and it was lovely. We're having a great time. And then we get back to the house and we're in their kitchen all just kind of hanging out. And I was like, oh, I want to give you a gift for graduation. And I like reached in my purse and I gave it to her, gave her the journal and she like held it up and then a condom just <laughs> fell out from between, <laughs> from between the pages. And I just, and she just looked down and looked at me and then his parents looked at me and I was like, oh, <laughs> and like his family started laughing so hard. They were crying. <laughs> And I, I can't remember. I think it was his mom was like, don't worry, honey. We're a very sex positive home. But You're like, yeah. no. So <laughs> I still think about it. Giving this like 17 year old girl a journal and a condom. <laughs> That's amazing. That's great. Uh, I think people really need to rethink like high school graduation gifts. <laughs> That's probably a very helpful gift. <laughs> like, sorry, it was meant to be used on your brother. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yes, this is our last uh, recording of 2020. So early 2021 in just a couple of weeks we'll come back and we'll do our 2020 wrapped we'll talk about 2021 goals and we'll probably start talking about taxes because that's when we really have to start filling out spreadsheets that we've avoided for the past three months becca does that mean you are ramping up to join the spreadsheet crew you're well, gonna dip your toe into that world i still i need a spreadsheet for my personal finances i have one for my um business and it's super hella basic. It's just like, this is what I spent and this is what I earned and that's it. Um, so next year, I really want to set, I want to set up some infrastructure so that I actually can do a more thorough job of my books. Yeah. Thorough job Austin was a smaller city back then. <laughs> That's true. Now, now it's a Mecca. For what? Lesbian threesomes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Becca, I know about that. <laughs> That's our, it's our slogan. That's our town tagline. The Mecca of lesbian threesomes. I was trying to get, what's the phrase with more lesbian threesomes than you can shake a stick at? Is that the phrase? <laughs> what? <laughs> You don't do any stick shaking in lesbian threesomes, Becca. <laughs> you have it all wrong. I guess I don't get them. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, beautiful, y'all.